Hey, Bay Chapel, thank you so much for joining us wherever you're at today. If you're watching this live uh, on Sunday morning or you're catching this at a later time, I just pray that right where you're at, you sense the peace and the hope that is only found in the Holy Spirit. I don't think any of us could have imagined the, the situation we find ourselves in right now. There's so much unrest, anxiety, so much is changing by the day. And I know this, in the middle of these troubled times, we need Jesus more than ever to, to speak calm and peace to our hearts. I wanna say thank you so much for continuing to be the church, for being generous, for loving your neighbors, for caring for people who are hurting in this time. I mean, it's amazing, even during this difficult time through our Bay Chapel Food Pantry, we're continuing to bless people every, every Saturday and, and care for those who are hurting. I wanna say thank you so much for being faithful with your giving and helping the mission of Bay Chapel to, to find, help people find God and find life continue even through this difficult season. I know there's so much unrest right now, but I believe in the middle of this, God is good and God is faithful. And I'm excited to share God's word with you. I wanna also let you know before we dive in, the next week is so special as we share our risen savior and we celebrate Easter together. And yeah, it's gonna look different. It's gonna feel different. We're not gonna be in the same room. We're not gonna have our you know, Easter suit on and pro probably not dressed to the nines. But, but even all, although all that has changed, listen, I, I know the truth is still the same, that we have hope that our savior rose from the grave. He is alive, he's seated at the right hand of the father and he is good. And I think we have a huge opportunity. Let's not get disappointed or, or miss out on this because while we can't bring people to church, we can bring church to people. We, we might not be able to bring people to church next week, but let's bring church to people. Let's, let's do it through sharing a video online or sending an invite through Facebook Messenger or through a text message. And let's reach as many people as we can with the hope and the gospel of Jesus Christ. I can't wait to celebrate next weekend with you. This morning, I wanna spend a few minutes talking about this idea and it's a question that's relevant to our life right now. What do we do when we're overwhelmed? What do we do when we're overwhelmed? And could I just hit pause right now and say, if you know somebody that is feeling overwhelmed or discouraged or, or hurting, why don't you send an invite or, or share this with them? Because I believe their life is gonna be encouraged today. Here, here's the truth this morning. And whether you're a mom, a dad, whether you're by yourself and feel all alone, whether you're a BC kid watching this right now, here, here's the truth is that we can trust God when life feels out of control. Let me say it again. It's simple, but it's so powerful. We can trust God when life feels out of control. In the middle of all this chaos right now, in the middle of all this uncertainty, let's lean into the fact that God is good. When life is overwhelming, he is still faithful. I wanna take us this morning and whatever you're watching to, to a, a scene and a place in the Bible that's really connected to the Easter story where we can learn from what Jesus did. It's the Garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane is the place where Jesus prayed and he spent time with God. That word Gethsemane simply means the place where oil is pressed. The place where oil is pressed. It's a place of crushing, it's a place of pressing, but it's also a place of growth where God wants to do his greatest work in our life. Let, let me give you some context because they're on their way, Jesus and his disciples in Matthew chapter 26, and they've just left 
the upper room where they've celebrated the last supper together. And let me encourage you this week, Friday night, seven o'clock, we're going to gather together online and we're going to worship. We're going to pray and we're going to remember the price that Jesus paid for us. But he's making his way with his disciples in Matthew chapter 26. You've got your Bible, your phone. And you want to follow along on the screen? Let's look at God's word together. It says this on the way Jesus told them. And look what he says. Tonight, all of you will desert me. All of you are going to turn your back on me. What a way to begin the prayer meeting right there. What a way to begin the, the, the service and the time together with his best friends. It's like a coach at the beginning of a game gra- grabbing all the players and say, come on, give it your best. But tonight you're going to have the worst game of your life. I mean, what a downer. He says, you're going to turn your back on me. But notice what he says for the scripture says, God will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. He's quoting Old Testament prophecy there. And it says this, but after I've been raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there. Peter declares, even if everyone else deserts you, I will never desert you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, Peter, this very night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three different times. No, Peter insisted, even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And all the other disciples vowed the same. They had been with Jesus. They had seen him heal blinded eyes. They had seen him raise one of his best friends from the dead. They they had seen crippled people walk. They'd seen water turn into wine. They had experienced it all. They had no idea how much their faith was going to be tested over the next 24 and 48 hours. It was as if a tornado swept through and totally turned their world upside down. I don't think we can equate what we're going through to what they experience and and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. But I think in many ways, our whole world has been turned upside down. We didn't see it coming. We didn't know how great it was going to be. We could never have imagined the situation we find ourselves. And I think there's a couple of truths that that we've experienced during this time. Number one is this. We've lost connection. We've lost connection. There's no sitting in a restaurant. There's no meeting up for coffee right now. There's no going to the movies. I mean, there's so much weirdness about being socially distant. Jen and I, we were in a grocery store this week and not to make light at all of the, the season or situation or the severity of this virus, but it was weird. Have you experienced and felt this? I mean, just in the grocery store and that's about the only place we're going right now. But it's like, you know, people are walking around with masks on and they're keeping their distance. It's, they, they won't even look in the eye hardly. It's like, if you look at them, you're going to catch the virus. It's, it's just such, such an awkward time right now. I mean, even just being in this room, I think this is the fourth week in a row that I've sat here and I've preached to an empty room. The only person that I've got in this room right now, amen to me, is my wife. And she's not doing a whole lot of that. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just empty. And, and I miss the, the laughs and the amens and, and the connection. We don't have it right now. We've lost connection. The second thing is we've lost control. We've lost control. We've lost routine, structure. It, it feels like any sense of normalcy is, is just gone. I mean, even, even our calendar, you know, 
for me, it, it's almost a, a sense of safety being able to look ahead at the week and knowing what my schedule is going to look like. And right now, I mean, it's hard to even put anything on the calendar 24 hours ahead because everything is changing so fast. And I think that when we lose control, there's three things that we, we tend to do. Number one is this, we fight. And maybe you've done that over the last couple of weeks. Maybe, maybe your home has been filled with, with anger and frustration because your response to your lack of control and your lack of connection is to take it out on the people that you love the most. And when, when it feels like the, the ground beneath you is crumbling and, and falling and it's like quicksand that we're standing on, we tend to, to fight and let our emotions get out of control. Or we, two, we, we, we flight, we isolate. We get alone. We get into places that are really vulnerable. And for some of us, that's where you find yourself. You find yourself in a season where things are out of control and you've, you've kind of isolated yourself. And can I just encourage you that, and, and challenge you to lean in? Because the enemy does some of his greatest work when we're alone and when we're isolated. Fight, flight, and then number three, we freeze. Some of us right now, we're in a season where we're completely paralyzed. And if I'm just being really vulnerable and honest with you, I've experienced all three of these over the last three weeks. I've let my emotions get the best of me. I've isolated myself at times and I found myself frozen. You you know, a few weeks ago when we kind of walked into this, I thought, man, this is going to be a great time. I'm going to write more. I'm going to engage more. I'm going to lean into some things. And I found myself just struggling to, have you been there? Just keep your focus. Life has felt out of control. And things right now don't go and and seem to be going the way that we had hoped or planned. Here's the truth is we need to recognize that God wants to strengthen us in the middle of this struggle. For some of us, the enemy's trying to weaken us and, and tear us down. But God wants to do his greatest work in the middle of our struggle. I think about car commercials and the way that car manufacturers use safety in our lives as a selling point. Uh, I'm sure like you, you've, you've seen many commercials before where you, you'll see a vehicle in a, in a studio where they do a, 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 a car crash scene with a test dummy in the driver's seat. And their whole goal and drive in those commercials is to remind us that a car that is tested is a car that can be trusted. We see that and we think, man, if it can endure that, that, that worst moment scenario, then you know what? That's a reliable vehicle. Can I tell you in the same way, we're, we're kind of walking through a crash right now. Economically, physically, in people's lives with illness, emotionally. I, I don't want to speak gloom or doom, but we're, we're looking around and we're seeing a crash. And I believe this, that God is looking to us and he's saying a faith that is tested is a faith that can be trusted. In these moments, God is wanting our faith to rise and our courage and our hope in him to rise despite the circumstances around us. I want us to look at what Jesus did as he prayed in the garden. It says this in verse 36, it says, then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane and he became anguished and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Look what he says. Stay here and keep watch with me. Verse 39, he went on a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, my father, 
If it is possible, let this cup be taken away from me. But I want your will, not mine. I want your will, not mine. Here's what's so powerful about Gethsemane is there's no other place that we experience the humanity of Jesus like we do in this moment. I mean, he's still God. He's still God in the flesh, but we experience all of his grief, his suffering, his anxiety, all the feelings that we deal with and have been dealing with right, right in this season. And yet he surrenders himself to the father and he says, God, I want your will to be done in my life. I think there's four quick things that I just wanna point out that, that Jesus does in this moment that we can do when we feel overwhelmed. Number one, if you're taking notes is this, let's share our struggles with God. Let's share our struggles with God. Notice what he says in verse 39. He says this, let this cup be taken away from me. You know what he says? He says, Father, I don't want this. I don't, I don't want this. I'm over it. I'm done with it. I think of what David writes in Psalm 62 when he says this, trust in God at all times. Tell him all your troubles for he is our place of safety. You know what I think God loves? I think he loves it when we're honest with him. We pour out our heart to, to God. Maybe you've experienced that at some point in this, this week or the past couple of weeks where you just said, God, I'm done. Maybe you just laid yourself out on the floor of your bedroom, overwhelmed with the pressure that you felt and the anxiety that you've experienced. You've just poured your heart out of God. And, and if you haven't done it, maybe you need to do it today and say, Jesus, I need your help. I can't carry this on my own. The weight of what I'm going through, the, the pressure and the stress, just pour your heart out to God. That's what Jesus did. Maybe, maybe some of you moms, I mean, you're just overwhelmed because you just went through one week of trying to be a homeschool mom and work a job and, and do all this and the pressure and, and, and all the emotions that your kids are feeling right now. You're, you're done. You're over it. I mean, you, you know, you tried to teach your kids Common Core Math this week and you've decided that you're going to say like Joshua, as for me and my house, we will carry the one. All right. You know what I'm saying? As for me and my house, we're going to carry the one. Like we're just going back to doing it the way we did it 20 years ago. Hey, whatever you're walking through or going through, pour your heart out to God, share your struggles with him. He, he's, he's an ever present help in time of trouble. He's faithful and he wants to walk through this season with us. Let's share our struggles with God. Number two is this, is let's stay close. Let's stay close. And, and, and let me elaborate a little bit because I think we need to stay close, number one, to God. We need to lean into our relationship with God right now. He, he wants to walk with us. He wants to be with us. He, he wants to go through every struggle that we're facing and, and walking and going through. But not only stay close to God, let's lean in to our loved ones. Let's lean into our family and our friends during this season. Look what he says in verse 37. As he's walking through this pain and he's overwhelmed in the garden, he says this, stay here and keep watch with me. Stay here and keep watch with me. Maybe underline it or recognize this. Jesus invites his closest friends into his most painful moments. I that's powerful to me. You know why it's powerful to me? Because in my most painful moments, 
I socially distance myself. In my most painful moments, I isolate myself. I, 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 don't want, I, don't, I don't think anybody can, will. I don't invite, sometimes I don't invite anybody's permission into, into that pain. That's not what Jesus does. In his agony, in his heartache, he says, stay here and be with me. He invites his closest friends into his most painful moments. Two ways that we can do that practically. Let me just give you some thoughts around that. Number one is this, let's communicate clearly and often. We're, we're, we're close right now. We're working from home. We're eating meals together. We're doing life at home. And I think if we're not careful, there becomes all these blurry lines and work and family, it just all runs together. And we're just doing life and we're, we're, man, everything is together. But if we're not careful, we could be together, but we're not communicating well. And that leads to frustration and anger and disappointment. I think we need to be intentional about every day asking questions like, how are you feeling? Just go to your wife or go to your husband today. How, how are you feeling? What are you going through that, that I don't know about right now? Is there anything that I can do to help you with what you're going through? How, how can I help you today? Maybe even lean in with your kids after the message is more, how, how are you doing right now? How can I help you? And then number two is not only need to communicate clearly, but we need to create new, routine, new routines. Create new routines. Like we, we've moved from crisis mode to, we moved into a season where this is gonna be like this for a while. We need to establish healthy routines of sharing together, eating together, things that are, are building us up as we walk through this difficult season. We gotta stay close. Number three, we've gotta guard our mind. Jesus says this as he goes on in verse 40. He returns to the disciples. He finds them asleep and he says to Peter, couldn't you watch with me even for an hour? He, he says, keep watching, pray so that you will not give in to temptation for the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. He says, the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Here, here's what I'm feeling right now in this season and in a season of being overwhelmed is that my spirit wants, the, wants to do the right thing, but my mind and my emotions can be all over the place. My, my body and my emotions can just go from high to low in this season where things are so unknown. And I've got to bring things into check. You know, the other day, Jen and I, we just went through one of the most, feels like difficult days over the course of this last month. And we really didn't see it coming. We were dealing with disappointment. We're dealing with some frustration, things that weren't working out the way we had hoped. To be honest, it, it was just a painful day. I mean, we, we really weren't seeing eye to eye. We weren't communicating well. We were letting the stress of everything around us get the best of us and even impact our home. The next night we were taking a walk with the family and we just started to identify that what was going on in our life the day before was greater than just some frustration or some disappointment or some things not working out. But we were dealing with spiritual attack. And we started to pinpoint that, that the enemy right now was trying to do everything he can to disrupt not only the work of God in our home, but the work of God in our church and in our community. And we've got to call out the attack of the enemy. Can I just encourage you, husband, wife, family, 
If you're alone today, recognize that the enemy's doing everything he can to attack your mind, to steal, kill, and destroy. But I believe this, even in the middle of this difficulty, the peace of God can pass all understanding. We can experience that. We've got to recognize the attack. We've got to recognize where it's coming from. We've got to call it out and speak God's spirit over our lives. We've got to guard our minds. And number four, we've got to surrender what we can't control. Jesus says this. He says, Father, I don't want this. I don't want this. But not my will. Your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. God, in the middle of the coronavirus, would you accomplish your will in my life? God, in the middle of the coronavirus, when, when things aren't going the way that we had hoped or expected, God, would your will be done in my family and in my home and in my job and everywhere we drive and go over the next 24 hours and days and weeks, God, your will be done. Proverbs, Solomon, he writes, and he says this, he says, trust in the Lord completely. Do not rely on your own strength. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. Can I just encourage you today, when you feel overwhelmed, share your struggles with God. Stay close to the people you love. Guard your mind. Trust God. Surrender what we can't control. Why don't you just right there where you're at. Would you just make an altar if it's in your chair, if you're standing wherever you're at, and let's just surrender our hearts to God. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. The God, when we are faithless, you are faithful. Then in this season, God, we can surrender what we can't control to you. We can say, God, have your way in us when we feel alone, when we feel afraid, I pray, God, would you bring your peace? Maybe you're there right now and you say, I don't know that Jesus is the Lord of my life, but I know I need to invite him in my heart to fill every place inside of me with his love, his joy. Would you say a simple prayer like this? It says, Jesus, I invite you in to be my Lord and my savior, to forgive me of my sin right now, I make you the Lord of my life. From this day forward, God, I'm gonna follow you and serve you all my days. God, right now, I pray for every person that is watching this video, if it's in real time or down the road, I pray that God, you would fill them with your peace, your love, your joy, peace that passes all understanding. I pray God, remind us when we feel like life is too much, when we feel overwhelmed, that God, Your strength is enough for the moment we're in. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for your word and we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Well, Bay Chapel, we love you so much. Thanks so so much for joining us today. We are praying for you and we can't wait to see you real soon.